The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What took an engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out and save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find you were four years Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney. Hello, SEOs. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible. And this week, we're going to be discussing SEO and digital marketing during a recession. Joining me is David Tile, who is the founder and CEO of Article Writing Company, which is a company that helps customers with high-impact SEO content writing and thought leadership work. Today, David and I are going to dive into SEO and digital marketing during a recession. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's my conversation with David Tile, the founder and CEO of Article Writing. David, welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, likewise. So first of all, let's talk about this. I mean, especially since I'm here in America and you're there in Canada, I personally believe there's a lot of hype about recession. Maybe too much hype about recession, right? Like it's a little overblown. Sure. (laughs) I mean, let's look at it this way. Have we not been, first of all, hype is a recession, right? As in the emotional context with which everybody views the economy, their day-to-day, et cetera, that emotional context is a recession. So you could like, you could do whatever you want on a technical, on the technical side insofar as actually defining what a depression or what a recession is. But we've been living through, we've definitely been living through something for the last 12 months. You could look at 
any number of indicators from, you see a headline every day, like at least here in Canada, like 30% of Canadians are having a hard time meeting their rent or their grocery payments or whatever else. Inflation's off through the roof. You got money is tightening up on a, on a, on a, you know, on a month to month basis, right? Like everything is, is really tight. And you've got massive insecurity in the job market with layoffs every, you know, massive layoffs every day. So however you want to define it, we've been living through something fairly dramatic for the better part of a year, right? And I love uh, it. Yeah, no, it sucks. (laughs) It does suck. And I agree with you. I think that's the interesting thing, right? Like the hype is so centered on like, oh, did we have three consecutive months of like negative GDP or all this mumbo jumbo that most people who didn't study economics like I did have no fucking clue what's going on, right? Like, they're like what is this? Like, what? There's an equation to this? <laughs> but in reality, like we're living, right? We're living it, whether it's in our day to day. I mean, for me here, I'm, I'm in the Bay Area. I've had a lot of, lot of close friends, families, neighbors who are going through a lot of these tech layoffs. I'm confident though that these folks are going to bounce back in on their feet pretty quickly. But the reality is, is like as SEOs and as content writers and content owners, like what are your thoughts on how we should be thinking about SEO marketing in this recession period that, like you said, we're we're already in? Well, there's a few ways to to think about it, right? I'll take it this way. And I'm actually curious for, for your input. There's... Since there's a significant depression in psyche, in marketing budgets, in people that, you know, folks that are playing around with side projects, like all of that money is being filtered out of the system, right? And so if you consider that, if you consider that there's a lot of green space for SEO in the future, right? As in, if you imagine that more people are going to be searching for more products, etc., then depression in all of the investment into SEO, actually, it presents up a significant opportunity, right? And you and I both know SEO cycles are four months, they're eight months, they're 12 months. So if you have the wherewithal, and you're not literally running around like a chicken with its with its head cut off if you have the wherewithal to be investing into brand and publicity and really looking at what are you know where can we find a winning trajectory in, in 12 months in 24 months technical like definition aside like we are experiencing some sort of a depression and we will come out of that eventually and the emotional narrative will flip. It might be something with the war in the Ukraine. It might be something with respect to the COVID emergency ending. I mean, I just saw your president down there officially ending the, the emergency in May. It might be the election, you know, as far as the election coming in 2024. There's going to be an emotional narrative that replaces the depression, th- that hype, right? And so eventually the cycle is going to start to get hot again. Like, and by the way, what's the average? It's 18, 12, 18 months for most recessions, right? So eventually it's, we're going to come out of it and there's going to be a real cycle of let's get back on our hustle and our grind and let's start winning again instead of all being scared and depressed. And, and you know, by the way, like there's real shit going on with, with interest rates, et cetera. 
So if you have the wherewithal, and I'm going to say balls to be investing right now in SEO, in things like brand, et cetera, there's a significant fertile ground available to you when the, the cycle start to pick up again. Uh, does that does that make sense? I'd be curious for your for your take on that too. Totally makes sense. I agree. And I think what we're seeing in the market and what I've experienced is a real energized push towards SEO investment, whether it's because companies realize they got to reduce their CAC or their cost metrics, they got to reposition their energy around marketing and branding and content marketing becoming more important, SEO is becoming more important. And ultimately, I think it's partly recession, but I think it's also a big part of it is just a necessity for businesses to be more consistent about what channels they invest in. And I mean, we are seeing it in rare occurrences where some companies are saying, no, we're going to go in a different strategic channel. For example, here in the Bay Area, Airbnb is just completely dumping all of their money in brand. Billboards, TV ads, they're going aggressive with the brand approach. And that's cool. That's a strategic choice. That's what they want to go in. But I see a lot of companies coming in our direction, content marketing and SEO. I have this hypothesis that... And we've really... Because we're a, we call ourselves a, a PR and an SEO content marketing agency, right? So we've really we focus on in terms of content, we really focus on using author authority and personal brand to generate at a self-published level, right? So just because you're publishing blogs, that's like okay, that's great, right? But we try to go the next step where we're. I'll give you a customer example, okay? We have a, a data and analytics firm that is a, a big customer of ours. And they have, I don't know, they got four or five big leaders in the company that we, you know, that ghostwrite for in their blog, okay? And so when we're writing the SEO optimized copy and, and publishing it, we're using that to actually build brand. And then we'll take those that copy. And of course, we do a little bit of journalistic stuff in there. And I'm pitching here. So, you know, cut me off if I, if I get a little bit on my high horse. We do some journalistic stuff where we, where we'll actually go to academics or anybody in the field, maybe sometimes even customers, and we'll try to get them to participate in our blog content. But then we go to social like LinkedIn or Twitter on behalf of these business unit leaders, and we'll publish will actually publish the work on, onto their LinkedIn, onto their Twitter, et cetera. So now you're creating a lot of branding and a lot of momentum for these individuals. That's, you know, that's thought leadership. But then what we do, and this is where I think we differ from a lot of SEO agencies who just look at link building as just like a raw input. We actually go to niche trade pubs. We've had our, our clients featured in Newsweek and Forbes and Entrepreneur and Wall Street Journal, USA Today, etc. We use it, we go to not to the link building efforts of gray hat SEOs. We go to the publicity side where we're actually building, we're really looking to build brand first and let that filter down. Obviously, if you're an expert contributor at Newsweek, getting to the B and, and C tier publications is a lot easier, right? So I know that's not the same exactly. I know Apple's not Apple's Apple's necessarily is what is what Airbnb is doing. But in the same breath, I've been we've you know for four or five years now, we've sort of with our clients been really obsessed with brand in the biggest possible definition and how that should relate to actual SEO results. Not like, okay, let's do some fancy 
weird trick to generate real search results for our clients, right? Right. But you're bringing up a really interesting point, David, which is your approach here covers a gamut of marketing funnels, right? Digital marketing funnels from brand and awareness all the way down to like thought leadership and targeting specific audiences, building a, a profile, whether it be a social profile, a backlink profile associated to that content. And that's what's interesting about the content marketing in the SEO space in a recession is that it has the ability to cross the funnel and cross the marketing channel in so many different ways. That's unlike someone saying, I'm going to dump a bunch of money into TV ads. No offense to Airbnb. This isn't a, like a criticism. It's just there's a beauty about SEO and content marketing that you just can't replicate with a lot of other paid channels. Let's be honest. And I think that's what makes this a draw in a recession. People come to SEO and content marketing in a recession. I have a... like. I sort of believe that Airbnb as a brand has almost... They're a unicorn, right? They've almost busted through the need for discovery. If you're Apple, right? If you're Airbnb, if you're Microsoft, do you really need... Like, are people searching for what's the best Apple computer and Apple really cares about the search result as it relates to their discovery? They have 99.99% market penetration, brand awareness, brand affinity. Like, I don't think an Apple or Microsoft, like the unicorns of the world aren't using search for brand discovery necessarily, right? So when you're talking about Airbnb or, or that level of unicorn, I don't really think you're... I think they've reached a point, and this is not available to 99.9% of SMB, right? Or more, right? I'd love your opinion on that because I think they've, they've beat, they beat SEO. They're beyond the need for that. And that's why they can focus on brand. It's actually remarkably interesting. I've done a few projects now. And, and as most of our listeners, a lot of our work is with big enterprise. So we do a lot of SEO work with big companies, right? And it's really a fascinating journey of understanding how SEO works at that level. Because you're right, there's this kind of, there's this halo effect that happens when you're a big brand. You're Apple, you're Microsoft, you're, you're Amazon. And that halo effect is just that everybody knows you and thus they associate you with every concept connected to your business. Amazon and product names, Apple and hardware devices, right? Apple and in media, iTunes, you know, like, you know, music or other media types. And so the reality here is that there is this halo effect that happens for big enterprises. But the challenge that these companies have is making the experience frictionless in search. What I mean by that is there's so much activity that happens in search that isn't brand associated and it allows smaller competitors to penetrate the market. How do you defend your turf and make sure that it's super frictionless, super easy for that user to find you? I mean, one of my favorite stories is when... Or, or using search for customer support. Right, right. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's exactly where I was going to go with that. It's like one of the examples from my experience is when Google removed all of iTunes on accident. Like the Apple team, no index, their entire iTunes directory. And like Google called up and was like, hey, what the hell's going on? Like you just removed every single iTunes page and App Store page from our entire search engine. Did you mean to do that? And like, it's because these content resources 
create a frictionless experience for users. People go natively to Google to find things and explore things. And if you rip out something that big from the ecosystem, people start to go, hey, what's going on? Why can't I find this? And guess what? The, the crazy thing is, although there's a million ankle biters, they're all waiting to take a little bit of that market share. And so I think that's what makes enterprise complex is that it's not about the halo effect, but it's about how is a competitor stealing just enough of my market share? Yeah. So that's, it's a fascinating area of discussion, right? Like it's actually not like for brands like that, it's a great point. For brands like that, it's not really a part of discovery. It's a part of customer satisfaction and customer experience. You're right. It's an extension of their, it's an extension of their ecosystem. People use Google to say, you know, hey, I, my laptop isn't working for this reason or something. Like, help me, <laughs> you know, help me. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Right. And then the, the crazy thing is, is that there's a whole ecosystem behind that, right? Now you have Geek Squad and you have the Apple Store competing with one another to service fixing all of these different devices, right? And there's a million of those scenarios when you're talking about a big enterprise and all the business that's associated with that big enterprise. But David, I want to I transition to a really important topic because I think a lot of our listeners are, are content writers or are content SEOs. They own part of the content plan. They own, they maybe even own content production to some degree. And I'm curious to get your take, since this is an episode about recession, right? Where the market is going for talented content resources and is it becoming more viable for them? Is it becoming a more successful pathway? Where are the jobs going? in the content skill set? Obviously, the content writing business and the copywriting business, there's a big elephant in the room right now, which is AI software coming in and, and really nipping at everybody's heels, right? We felt it, of course, we felt it prominently in, in our business. And like candidly, we've lost several hundred thousand dollars in, in annual revenues from customers that have just said, hey, you know, like we're looking to, to cut back and we're looking to start using AI software to replace human talent. I'll tell you on the flip side, for everybody that's leaving 
we have more and more customers now in our funnel saying there's like there's an explosion and the, the truth is this has been this way for a long time but now we're we're basically at zero there's an explosion of really really average copy and so there's sort of two ways to think about this number 1 for sure with respect to SEO you shouldn't be allergic to looking to leverage the AI tools when we at least when we're using it we're telling our customers hey we're going to leverage this but it's only getting us 60% of the way there right we might use it to augment the piece we might use it to do some sort of basic level work but then we're going to fact check we're going to make sure it's compelling we're going to add emotion we're going to like this is a way for us to produce more this is a way for us to cost cut but it's also so therefore budget can produce more copy etc but it's you have to understand the incentives now i think google got ahead of this a little bit with their helpful content update their google can't incentivize AI copywriting as a serious means for search results and search traffic. As in, if they permit a website, because you could, I'm actually in the process right now, I can't really speak too much about it because we're, we're under some NDAs or whatever, but of acquiring an, a WordPress agency that has a small concentration in AI. And some of the shit that they've developed are plugins that for WordPress that, you know, link in with the, you know, link in through API to the AI software. The friction in a plugin like this to publish 20 million posts is zero, right? Like the plugin will produce the copy from the software it will SEO optimize it if you tell it what keywords. So now you have to now you have to list 20 million keywords, but the friction is very, very low. And so what incentive like would Google be if Google said, yeah, right using AI, it's all good. If every website's gonna have to have a trillion blog articles as a baseline, right? And so then you just have a trillion articles on every single website. And then what? Like so every website is like the whole internet experience and the whole search experience becomes just generic and ugly and gross like it's we're grappling with literally with infinity and it's it's a very hard concept to define as it relates to seo right so that's that's sort of position a and then position b i almost think about this more on the brand and the social side is everybody is going to be able to produce again of like an infinite volume of super 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 generic content right and so in that environment, when the cost of production of generic level content is basically zero now with chat GPT, you could go on there, write a 2000 word essay for free. Easy. Now, universities are going to have their own problems. But the marketer, you now have a serious, at least the content writers and the SEOs, they have a serious opportunity to really like showcase and nail their value, right? Because the generic level stuff, it's useless. You can't just live in a... Nobody... That's not the human experience. We don't want to live... 
Well, but the human experience that you don't want, I don't want to, I don't go on, on LinkedIn or on Twitter to just see like just a volume of words. I want to see stuff that's interesting and compelling. And you understand the algorithms reward the most compelling stuff. That's where, that's where the straw, like if unfortunately what's going to happen is there's going to be a bunch of people that will have to sort of tamper out of the industry because they're just not necessarily good enough. But the folks that can tell great stories, that understand how to craft and publish dynamic content that's on brand, that has emotion, that speaks to an audience, that captures that audience and brings them to action, those guys are going to find a big, big fertile ground. Because again, all of the the AI is going to tamper the demand for average level content. So it's a fascinating it's a fascinating moment. If I were to tell you, I just gave you two serious prognostications, but let me couch that by suggesting that uh, truly, I believe that we've opened Pandora's box and uh, or, or whatever. And I don't know if I don't know if anybody could really tell you where you know where we sit in six or twelve or eighteen months. So you know, I I think we're really on the precipice of some in like a crazy AI revolution, and I don't you know. I don't know where we'll be in 10, 15 years, right? So th- that there is a lot, you know, there's a big nuclear bomb happening in a, in a lot of industries where relative AI coming. Yeah, and I love that. I think there's a big point on this, which is going to be in our next episode because we're going to talk about AI content in our next episode. So plugging that next episode that's coming up. But in reality, for the content and the SEO workers out there and, and talent out there, I think that, The roles are going to shift, but they're not going to go away. To your point, like none of these roles can just disappear in a vacuum because we still need people to manage these processes to take generic to great because nobody wants to read generic content. Okay, that wraps up this episode on SEO and digital marketing during a recession. Thank you for joining me and David Tile, founder and CEO at Article Writing. This was part one interview, and we'll publish tomorrow our second interview with David talking about AI, the death of copywriting. If you can't wait until our next episode and would like to learn more about David and Article Writing, you can find his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is David Tile, T-I-L-E, or visit his company website, article-writing.co. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.